listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a different kind of What the Dev podcast. I attended the Cloud Native Computing Foundation's KubeCon earlier this month and met James McShane. He's an interesting fellow who's a consultant with a company called superorbital.io, uh, and they're mostly focused on the uh, Kubernetes space. We're happy to have them on the podcast where we discuss the scope of projects that are uh, overseen by the CNCF and, of course, Kubernetes, for which the conference was named, obviously. Uh, welcome, James. Uh, so, you know, I looked at that uh, landscape that the CNCF put together. Wow. What, that's over 100 open source projects. It's it's massive, and and you know the the key thing to see when you when you stare when you stare into that document, which is ridiculous, <laughs> is the there there's kind of the paradox of um, you know this this massive menu, but it's even more than that, right? Because it it's each one of those slices has distinguishing um, choices that you're going to make, right? You go down this path, okay, yeah, you're eliminating all these tools in this category. But then you can go deeper and deeper with within that implementation, right? So there's right. there's this massive. It, it seems like this advertisement for all this great stuff in the space, but really, it's uh, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be presented with that at a restaurant, at least. <laughs> that is for sure. That's and, like, yeah, I guess the the CNCF landscape is very similar to the. Uh, uh, the the menu at uh, gee I can't think of the restaurant right now it's the chain that's every oh day. Uh, cheesecake factory right? cheesecake factory exactly yeah. right it's like please help me out here there's way too many choices yeah right and, and that's where that's where I think the the advent of these developer platform companies is coming from because what those companies are trying to do is synthesize all these things make a bunch of opinionated choices like you're gonna do this this and this. But the thing that we're selling you on is you're going to trade this, you know, you're going to trade all these choices for a platform that we know we've utilized for other companies to get them, you know, time to value really quickly. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard pretty much the whole time that we were at KubeCon was platform engineering, platform engineers, you know. And that's where that's where there's kind of two options. Either you attempt to buy a product and integrate that into your existing workflows and that, you know, those, those those products are, are still developing, right? Mm -hmm. There's the the landscape around that is, you know, we're talking to we we have a company that we're talking to out in Italy, uh, Mia Platform, um, and then there are, there are a number of companies here here in the United States, um, but you know, the, everyone has kind of their own niche, but those aren't as well established as just people saying, you know, build build your own platform and you know have those kind of experienced people that that build that, and but it's it's hard to find, um, especially when you're starting out. Sure, but not only is it hard to find, once you've done that, you have to have somebody pretty much dedicated to be following every open source project that these things are built on and updating as they get updated, Yep. Uh, you know, as opposed to a platform provider who would be on top of all that for you. Right, and that's where um, it's, it's the standard build versus buy uh, yeah. distinction, right? Except we have, you know, 50 categories and a thousand products that we have to make that decision with them, right? right. And and that's where that's where we think in the Kubernetes space, right? The cloud providers actually, you know, they're not they're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts, right? But they they have 
they've made some choices for you already when you, you know, GKE, you know, has Cilium as a part of it. It has, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they have some, some ways that you deploy to GKE and, and, and that's all kind of built into, you know, cloud build and all that sort of stuff, right? The, so that's, that's where we see most of, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of talk about hybrid cloud, but you know, we're a Kubernetes focused firm. And so we see, we see more folks just getting started in the public clouds and getting going that way. Right. Um, that would, that would seem to be a part of it, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, you know, doing cloud native computing, you would need to be in the cloud. Well, well, how much of this work on prem, if at all? I mean, can you do containers and Kubernetes and all that on premise? Yeah, no. I, I wanted to I wanted to step back from that a little bit because there there is more going this day uh, these days about making this work on prem and eliminating you know the the need for virtualization overlays entirely. Right? I mean, there we've gone through the you know physical to virtual you know migration of fifteen you know ten to fifteen years ago. Right? And now. There's, I, I've actually spoken to a number of companies that are, that have to run on prem for certain regulatory reasons, but they're doing Kubernetes on bare metal as their as their on prem solution, and that's um, there, there's definitely support in the cloud native community to uh, to build out that out that type of installation. It's getting more and more common, and we see more people talking about it. Um, we the the challenge with that is. Once you start integrating with other service providers, or you're working with the federal government and things like that, they already have those existing relationships with AWS and Microsoft and Google now. So, you know, a lot of the reasons why people used on-premise infrastructure are going away. But, um, but there, all these tools are are absolutely possible and on-prem and provide some interesting um, interesting benefits uh, to mm-hmm. reduce kind of that overhead. Wow! Yeah. It's uh, it's huge, you know. I'll t- I'll tell you, I was surprised at the number of vendors that were at the show, given that they weren't sure how many attendees were going to be showing up. But uh, um, yeah, it was. I, I think I heard that you know this this show is about the same size in terms of attendees as 2019. Uh, but the conference has grown from a vendor perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's this. There's um, the you know the. The KubeCon selection community does a really great job of making sure that the talks aren't vendor specific and aren't, right. uh, but you can still, you can see the vendor, you know, the vendor backing a lot of these things. And then the, 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 the hall obviously is, is packed to the brim right. um, because, you know, and I, I think that's, that's, that goes back to that initial point, right? Is so, a lot of these companies just want someone to give them an answer, right? That they can start working on, right? Cloud native in the end, the promise of cloud native is this undifferentiated work being done for you, right? Oh, I can, you know, I get this storage for free. I get this networking for free. It, it's all just there for me. It's all software defined. I click a button and it's and it's going, right? Um, and the, it, it's you know, everyone knows now it's not that easy, right? We've we've there are a lot of places that have the battle scars from that. And then these companies are trying to get in and win in slice of the market where, okay, it's it's not that easy. Come in and let us, you know, let us solve this problem for you, and it's gonna, you know, take take this part of the equation off your plate, right? Right. Are you seeing that the people who have gone all in are uh, pretty much have it under control, having a lot of success with that? They're deploying more quickly. They're being able to update their applications more easily, uh, deploying faster. I, I think. Or are they still struggling a little bit? 
I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people be, I, I've seen a lot of teams be successful in the public cloud, but I think it's more dependent on the organizational structure and the organization itself rather than the cloud technologies or the on-premise technologies, right? There, there's, I, I'm trying to give examples without like being too identifying, right? right but, right. <laughs> um, you know, there's, um, I'll give a generic example that I know applies to multiple companies that I work with is some of these larger organizations where IT is managed centrally struggle to gain some of the advantages of cloud because of the way that they attempt to manage their IT departments from a cost to allocation perspective, right? They, they, you know, all these things are line items on their budget. They've, you know, each one of these departments has their own, you know, their own allocation. And so, what Kubernetes does is allows you to pack these workloads in, manage the cost in a, in a single or multiple, you know, multiple units, and the cloud allows you to do that as well. But the um, these business units aren't set up to to share anything. They they you know they're they're independent. They you know you get your own thing over here, you get your own thing over here, and so it's hard for those companies to build shared platforms or even consume a platform from some vendor. Because of the um, because of the way that they've organized their business, um, you know, it, it's really easy when you say, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm going to order this this rack of machines for for this business unit, right? And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll run your your business over here." Or, you know, we have a centralized data center, uh, comp- you know, thing that that we um, you know we capitalize over so many years, right? That's that's easy for them to manage in their you know from their finance department perspective. Right. But so the, these IT departments and the finance departments behind them are used to handling the costs a, 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 around you know on-prem computing capabilities. Right. right. The cloud provides so many of these opportunities that are bigger than that, right? That that you know when you're working in a large scale. You can get the advantages of reserved instances. You can get advantages of, you know, deploying a shared infrastructure. But these groups, in the way that they're structured, don't trust one another. And I and I've seen, I've seen this be a challenge in multiple companies where, you know, they're they're not really getting the benefits of the cloud because they took their data center model, and basically said the cloud is now your data center. Go, you know, go do it whatever you want within the guidelines that we've provided to you. And they, they, they didn't change any of the way that they were working. They didn't change any of the way that they were delivering software. And, you know, they, now that it's more decentralized, their, their, their patch management and their, their strategic, their like security postures is, is probably, well, no, it's not just probably worse. It absolutely was worse in the two situations that I know directly. Um, so there, that's, that's a place that I've seen cloud struggle. Other places I've seen to be very successful when you are able to actually build out a platform, build out capabilities to allow people to, you know, make the right decisions and make make good decisions quickly. I've seen teams really, um, really allow cloud to transform their development processes. So uh, it, you know, this is where I say it, you know, as a good consultant, right? I have to say it depends. But there's good, but but there there are solid reasons behind behind that that variance, right? There you have to cloud provides a new model, right? Of, of the way that you have to finance this work, the way that you have to um, to approach your development because of the the ability to be more you know more fast moving and more you know just mm-hmm. just utilizing those capabilities, right? Right, exactly. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time, James. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome, Dave. It was great to talk to you. Okay, thanks again, James. And thanks, of course, to our loyal listeners, as always. 
I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times. And until next time, so long for now.